0: Everyone, it's Jonathan and welcome back to our Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella mini-series. All month Lisa Faye and I are looking at the three versions of this story and today we're doing the actual original from 1957 starring Julie Andrews as Cinderella. I don't have much to say by way of introduction. If you listen to the first episode you know that the 1997 version starring Whitney Houston and Brandy is the one I grew up with. I wasn't even aware this one existed until years later so this was the first time I'd ever watched it. I wish
1: I wish had Friend. I wear a gown of satin jane, and me, I'm in a pink brocade.
0: So, before I suggested these, had did you know that there were multiple versions of the Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella?
1: It's interesting you say that, because since we started this project, I didn't really actually know that there was a whole subset of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. like. I know that that's what the Brandy version was called, Rogers and Hammer, like that Mm -hmm. was the official title, but I just, it didn't really click in my brain that that's because there were other ones. And so as I was researching and looking at the versions we're going to talk about, I was like, dang, these are, there's a lot of these. (laughs) And so no, I did not. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like I grew up with the Brandy version. So that's the version that I knew. And it wasn't until years later that I realized that there was well, I thought there was only one other version, because I remember reading something about Julie Anders having a version, and I think I just thought that that's the one that was in the 60s, but mm-hmm. then when I started researching for this series, I realized, no, wait, the one in the 60s has somebody totally different, so where's mm-hmm. the Julie Andrews one, and then I found out the Julie Anders one is even older, it was from the 50s, and then there's other versions that are only on the stage, like I think it's been redone at least once for the stage, but... Of course, multiple versions of that as well. Right. Like, I didn't realize how popular and how many times this specific version of Cinderella had been made or remade. I I wish they would have they would record more of the ones that are on the stage. Like, I know people don't like to record the ones on the stage because like you've got to see it in person. But like, I can't see it in person, so record it (laughs) so I can (laughs) see it too. Exactly. (laughs) I'm I'd be interested to see the different versions that are on stage.
1: Yes, because they're all slightly different. Not all of them include the same songs. Uh-huh. You know, they all have different interpretations, and at the especially at the beginning, that's what I found. And I'm 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 very, very fascinated. Like this has opened up a whole new rabbit hole fascination for me because I'm like oh, now I want to watch the rest of the Rodgers and Hammerstein one just to see how everybody interprets it differently.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: It's interesting and what like the Julie Andrews one, the copy that I saw um, on YouTube (laughs) is, um, she had like even a little intro about it with a little history of it, which I thought was really cool.
0: Yeah, apparently that version hadn't been seen for years because at the time that that one was done, things were not recorded. Like I knew this (laughs) from doing other things because there's like this, this entire podcast started doing versions of Alice in Wonderland. And there were so many versions that I would find on like IMDb where it'd be like one still photograph and maybe a cast list. And it's like the, no footage remains, no footage wow. remains, of all these different ones. So back then, they these would be performed live and not recorded. Like I don't think they even at the very beginning, they didn't even have the technology to do that. Yeah. And then even when they did this, another thing that I run into, like when I became a fan of Doctor Who, there's a ton of episodes of Doctor Who that don't exist anymore because the BBC didn't think, well, even we're not really many people did think about reruns, like things right. aired once and then they moved on to the next thing and then they reused the, the tape, Yeah, which seems ridiculous to me. But there's yeah. so many shows from back then that just don't exist anymore.
1: I know. Now to think about it, it's horrifying. You're like, wait, you did what?
0: Yes. <laughs> Why didn't you
1: just grab a new one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was very interesting because it was a, it was you know an older Julie Andrews and she did this whole like history of it where CBS wanted to do this live broadcast and brought in Rogerson and Hammerstein to to write everything and they performed it live
0: mm-hmm.
1: on air, which that used to be a thing and I used to love that as a kid. It was just that mix of like excitement but also anxiety because you're like oh my god what if they mess up and it was just (laughs) I remember those big events where they're like and a lot of like they even happen in like sitcoms where like we're gonna have this episode this special episode we're gonna do it live in front of an audience and I was like so I kind of missed that so it was it was really cool to think like this showed and everybody probably you know made an event and sat around and watched it because she said something like over a million viewers tuned in that night or something which i thought was amazing or maybe it was more than that anyways i just thought it was really cool i thought the history of it was really cool
0: yeah and as far as i know for a while i don't think anyone even realized that this still existed somewhere yeah yeah and the only reason we have it now is because they found a recorded kinescope which that was the thing that i had to learn about it of a dress (laughs) rehearsal so apparently a kinescope is a recording of a television program or motion picture film directly through a lens focused on the screen of a video monitor.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So somebody had a video camera pointed at a sc- at the screen while they were doing this dress rehearsal. And that's how this was saved.
1: So that's not even the live performance. That's a dress no, rehearsal?
0: this was a dress rehearsal.
1: Then it was really, really good. It was a really good rehearsal because yes, I had no one. idea. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. That's yeah. even better
0: apparently before they had the technology which they call it a quadruplex videotape which must be how they record live and film at the same time it says kinescopes were the only practical way to preserve live television broadcasts prior to videotape Hmm. so for years this had never even been seen and then somebody must have found it then they released it on dvd
1: God, can you imagine? Like you're just rifling through things, and you're like, "What is this? Pop it in. What? Oh my gosh! I would. Yes, it would blow yeah. my mind."
0: <laughs> yeah, and it, apparently it did air in color, but it what the, they could not record in color at this point. So all we've got is the black and white kinescope.
1: Interesting. I mean, I don't mind the black and white. I know my I kids are. Either. Whenever yeah. I have the black and white out, they're like, "Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes." Respect the culture, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I didn't mind it. I mean, there were, it was obviously like, I don't know the technical fe- names. I don't know the technical features of it all, but you could tell it was flat, like even more so than your standard, like, Hey, we've recorded this, you know, for television, mm-hmm. but I didn't mind it, you know, cause it's Julie Andrews singing so It was part of Cinderella. <laughs> Yes, for sure.
0: And there there were other parts, too. Like, I could tell that this wasn't, like, obviously Julie Andrews, and most of the main characters were, like, really good. But, like, all the side people, it almost felt like just some random people putting on a play, like the beginning in the, the Prince is Giving a Ball scene, all the townspeople talking about how the things that they were wishing (laughs)
1: yes
0: (laughs) they didn't seem like professional (laughs) actors but i liked that
1: (laughs) yes you're right the charming is a very good word for it um actually for the for every one of these that we've watched so far for this series they've all been super charming in their own way but yes this felt very um cozy Mm -hmm. very um just like intimate because you're right there were scenes where it wasn't on the set it was just probably someone in front of a (laughs) just in front of like a pulled down like yeah photo screen or something behind it just doing this real quick bit and then they would cut to another one and cut to another one but it felt very one-on-one like it was just me with them you know what i mean like it Mm -hmm. i liked it i liked that aspect of it
0: i think my favorite part in that was the the girl, <laughs> but me, I'm in the second grade <laughs> when they're talking about yes. wishing to get to go to the ball and meet the prince. And that girl was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> all these,
1: all these adult women are, are just getting ready or doing various things. And they're like, I hope he proposes to me and I hope he proposes to me. And then, then there's that little girl and I'm only in the second grade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was very cute. And I also love the town crier guy who is when he's like giving the proclamation and then when the various people are questioning the names of the Royal family, (laughs) how mad he gets. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Right. Because there's, you know, I guess it's, well, I, I don't say, I guess I know it's one of the songs that it's, that is the same in these Mm -hmm. versions where they, you know, the prince is throwing a ball, you know, and then they have, (laughs) they announce all of his names, all like (laughs) seven or eight of them. Uh-huh. And I don't remember what it was, but he's like Norman or Herman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one of them was Sydney, and I don't remember if that was the father or the son.
1: Yeah, I don't remember, because it was a bunch of them. I don't remember, I'm sorry, I feel bad, because I probably should have taken a note on this, because it did make me laugh, and I don't remember which version it was, but one of them later, somebody, like I think it's Cinderella talking to the prince saying, well, yeah, because you're, and she goes to say all of the names, and he's like, yes, I know all of my names <laughs> he's like you can just call me christopher <laughs> he's like i'm very aware of all of my names and i do not use them all <laughs> which i thought was very funny
0: Uh huh. well after this opening scene we follow cinderella's family home and you meet the stepsisters who are probably my favorite characters <laughs> like they seem to be some of my favorite characters in all of these versions
1: right they all bring something a little different yeah <laughs>
0: I, th- I think these ones are named Joy and Portia, mm-hmm. and Portia was my favorite.
1: <laughs> See, I love Joy because they named her Joy, and she is so sullen, like her face <laughs> is so yes. downturned the whole time, and now, the first time I ever saw Alice Ghostly, the Joy is played by Alice Ghostly, and the first uh-huh. time I ever saw her was in Greece, and of course, as a kid, as you know, a teenager growing up, like, I was obsessed with that movie and I watched it all the time and you know, she's the mechanics teacher, uh, the mechanic teacher in that in Greece. And I'm like, Yes, that is Alice Ghostly. And I was just every time she was on screen, I was just enthralled because I was like, Oh my gosh, it's her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the the other stepsister Portia was played by Kay Ballard. And I know the name Kay Ballard. I knew I'd seen her in something. I could not place where, so I started looking her, but I was like, Wait a minute. Frankie Friday. <laughs> she's the coach.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I would never have remembered that.
0: <laughs> that was what that I like I haven't seen Frankie Friday in a while, but she she was in the back of my head and when I saw her in this she came out. <laughs> it's like she's so weird and hilarious.
1: <laughs> that is amazing.
0: You also get here in my own little corner. I think this might be my favorite version of In My Own Little Corner. Just Julie Andrews is so good. Like, overall, I think my favorite of the versions we've seen is the Brandy version. But there are parts where Julie Andrews' performance is my favorite. I think this is one of them.
1: I very much agree. Overall, I'm always going to pick the Brandy Whitney Houston version because it's... Whitney Houston. Hello. <laughs> but I mean it's Julie Andrews singing. Her voice is yeah. incredible and it's and it's just top notch. And so of course it's just an amazing performance. And yeah, that I, I I think I agree with you too for that song. And plus this this the setting, like the the scene, like the stage um setup or whatever. Um mm-hmm. the background. I don't I don't know. Just I liked it. I it really worked.
0: Yeah. And after this, we go back to the castle and you have a song that I think, I don't know if this was used in the Whitney Houston brandy version or not. There's a scene similar, but this the song is called Your Majesties, where the king and queen are planning the party. Yeah. And they're kind of weirdly hilarious.
1: (laughs) It's very bizarre that, (laughs) because... I don't remember it in the Brandy version, and I know it's not in the Leslie and Warren version. Uh Um,
0: I don't think this song is in the Brandy version, but they have a sort of similar scene.
1: Right, between Whoopi Goldberg and Victor Garber. Like, they they have a lot more, they show a lot more of their relationship in the Brandy version and in this version. There's a lot more of the king and queen. And, which surprises me, only because in the Leslie and Warren version, it's got Ginger Rogers, and I thought they would have used her more. But anyways, we'll get to that next, you know, whenever (laughs) we talk about that one. But, yeah, yeah, I just thought it was, (laughs) they were very funny, and he's very stubborn, and he's very, um cheap he doesn't want to buy anything and he's trying to fit into his old uniform that he hasn't worn in years and it doesn't fit and she's like well all you've done for the past five years is get bigger and he's like and he's all flustered and they're they're talking about it and she's like look you have to do things for people and you know he's like what I don't do anything for them and they still like me (laughs) and then she's like do they do they really and (laughs) it's just uh, such a funny exchange
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I like the king and queen. And with this, of course, the prince doesn't actually want this ball, but he pretends to go along with it. Well, I mean, he does go along with it. He pretends to be okay with it for his mother's sake. Yeah. Then I was kind of surprised how quickly this all came together, but then th- this version is not much more than an hour. Mm-hmm. So you kind of transition directly from this to the kingdom getting ready and Cinderella's family getting ready. I was like, oh well, they're moving this right along.
1: Yeah, like the ball is like that afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you get a reprise of in my own little corner she's dreaming of the ball. And the fairy godmother shows up. I don't think I recognized the fairy godmother. She seemed familiar, Edie Adams, but I looked her up and I don't think I'd seen anything she was in.
1: Yeah, I, I did the same and I didn't I didn't immediately recognize anything. I mm-hmm. I did think in all the versions I've seen for me it always seemed like the fairy godmother showing up was a surprise like
0: <gasps> mm-hmm.
1: like who are you like what are you what is happening but in this one it felt like they knew each other cuz
0: yeah Julie well she calls like, her her godmother oh, hey. the fact yeah, she's that like, she's magic seems to be the surprise
1: right which I thought was interesting I thought that was a a different way and I thought okay well if this is the first one that aired on TV and I'm like so is that the original interpretation? I don't know. I just thought it was very fascinating. Like, you know, because she says, oh, godmother, you're here. Like, what are you doing here? And she's very sly. And she's like, oh, I just showed up. Hi. You know, and <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink to the audience. Like, hey, I'm magical. She mm-hmm. just doesn't know it yet. Yeah. So I thought it, a, I, thought, I thought it was a bit strange.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. But I also liked the fact that they knew each other because, I don't know, it just, it gave their dynamic a little something more than some other fairy godmothers have when it's just like oh who are you.
1: Right. Because in reality wouldn't you freak out if somebody just showed up and was like I'll take you to the ball? What? I think
0: so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Come on, I'll make you a magic <laughs> I'll make I'll make you a magic vehicle and you can get in and just trust that it's going to take you where you need to go. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's better that she knew her, but it was just strange after years of just knowing this one way. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was strange. I was like, oh, they know each
0: other. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a a bunch of things about this particular scene that is kind of strange and unique to this version. Like all the things that she does, the magical things like turning the pumpkin into the carriage and even the mice, it's kind of Cinderella's idea, but she's just imagining impossible things because this is the song Impossible. And then the fairy godmother makes it happen, but it was Cinderella's idea in the first place. And you're they, right, they, it was. They kind of have this conversation about something like not relying too much on wishes and making sure you're doing what you can to help yourself, which seemed, is kind of going against what actually happens because like, Cinderella couldn't have done this by herself, even though it was sort of her idea in a roundabout way.
1: Yeah, no, you're right, though, because it is her. It is Julie Andrews you know, stating, you know, well, I saw a pumpkin out front. Wouldn't that make a... A great carriage, you know, and Mm -hmm. the fairy godmother's just sitting there going, impossible. Mm -hmm. Every time she says, impossible.
0: Yeah. One other thing that I liked about this was that the fairy godmother actually takes her to the ball herself, which I don't think I've seen in any other version.
1: That's right, because she's like, I'm going with you and I'll drop you off.
0: Yeah, which I thought was interesting. And they also make no special mention of the glass slippers. Like, obviously, there are still slippers, because that's what the prince goes around trying people trying on everybody but like there's no special mention of them in this version
1: yes you're right was because, interesting yes because later when she drops it i'm like huh we never even talked about those before and then even later when everybody because obviously this is not a spoiler people know cinderella, At least <laughs> i hope they know cinderella you know when they're trying them on everybody i thought it was funny because there is one scene where the somebody like steps on it or something and it bends and I'm like so it's vinyl it's not, <laughs> it's not glass I'm like okay
0: <laughs> but, well they never specifically stated right. so maybe it's you're a vinyl right. shoe in this version
1: <laughs> you're right
0: <laughs> and I don't remember if I like I, I can't remember on other versions like if they specifically show what time it is when they get there but when they get there the fair godmother on the to leave by midnight but it's 11 30. That's
1: right. And I'm telling you, when I ran the clock watching, I'm like, this, this all has to go down because it's by the time she gets there or by the time they actually do everything, they show the clock and it's right before 1135 p.m. And I'm like, this woman has 25 minutes to get all this done. (laughs) Yes. Like what? And then it cracked me up because as they're proceeding through all the songs that they sing for this, the ball, I'm like, okay, look, it's like 1 a.m. now like there's no way that this <laughs> this is ridiculous <laughs> i did actually keep time because i'm like no no yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it, that pushed the bonds of believability a bit for me
1: because <laughs> i mean she has to go in and be introduced and everybody has to stop and look at her and she's you know and then of course the prince has to approach her and they have to dance you know and all that and then they have to talk and sing and i'm like no not in 25 <laughs> minutes this is ridiculous
0: well, I think that they tried to write that into the the script because after all that's happened, then they sing the song 10 minutes ago. So basically all that happened in 10 minutes, according to the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that staircase was huge. And I'm like, it would take you 10 minutes just to get down that staircase.
0: <laughs> Plus, you had to get up a staircase outside, too. So. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of stairs.
1: For real. And then it wasn't even just those two interacting. There were also other songs Mm -hmm. of other characters. And I'm like, yeah, this is longer than 25 minutes,
0: but Mm -hmm.
1: whatever. And to think that like in 25 minutes, they did all that and fall in love and he doesn't know her name.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things with fairy tales. You just kind of have to go with it. Yes. But I I tend to overthink some things, on especially when it seems this impossible.
1: Exactly. I know that impossible can be possible. <laughs> Thank you, Cinderella and Fairy Godmother. But no, I was just like, because he they I think wrote in, this, in all
0: the loopholes.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. I'm like, how are y'all in love? You don't even know her name. But okay. Sure, it's
0: fairytale reasoning. Yes, and I think probably my favorite part of all of this is the song with the stepsisters, which I found out is called "The Stepsisters' Lament." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, a I probably name. said this before in the Brandy version, but I—I I don't know why—I love that song. And my favorite line is, "Why would a fellow want a girl like her, a girl who's merely lovely? Why can't a fellow ever once prefer a girl who's merely me?" <laughs>
1: yes what i like about that song is with each alternate verse they talk about how they could either murder her or maim her
0: or break her arm pull her yes hair.
1: break her arms and i'm like interesting
0: <laughs> i also thought it was interesting that the fairy godmother is actually at the ball too like she's there dancing and watching which you i, I don't remember that in any other version either
1: I don't either because there's a part where she specifically says, "Oh no, I've been," or maybe that's the other version. I'm, I'm like, they're all mixing in <laughs> my head now.
0: That does yeah, happen.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, because I really thought it was this one because this fairy godmother in the Julie Andrews version was, for lack of a better term, a lot cheekier.
0: Yes, she definitely. She was
1: just a lot more willing to, to do banana pants things, <laughs> and because I think it's in this version where. Julie Andrews is like, you're just going to drop me off. and You're not going to go in. She's like, no, I mean, I do all of this. It's up to you to take it from here and you make it happen. So and she's like, and plus, I've been to a 100 of these and I'm over it. I don't want to. But then she's in the background, like dancing and like <laughs> making faces. And I'm like, look at her. <laughs> she's Just sneaking in everywhere.
0: It could have been, but she just didn't want Cinderella to know she was going to be there observing. That's true. She could have just been secretly watching.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And yeah. who knows, with fairy tale rules, maybe she was invisible to everybody except the audience.
1: I got that feeling at one point because I don't remember where, it's towards the end when, and you know what, we'll get there, when when the revelation happens. I do want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk about all that because I there was a moment where I was like, It doesn't seem like she recognizes her. Anyways, we'll get there. But yes. So maybe she does dip in and out of visibility and we just don't know it.
0: Yeah. Well, after the whole ball thing, they go outside and she tells him that she needs to leave. But she won't tell him her name. But they still kiss and profess their love for each other. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you get the song, Do I Love You Because You're Beautiful. And then the clock begins to strike. So... It's been 25 minutes. She got to get out of there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She flees. And then the prince finds the slipper next to the pumpkin.
1: Yes. Which I thought was a nice little, you know.
0: Yeah. Because the pumpkin isn't always left behind either. I liked that in this version.
1: I did too. So I was like, okay. And so now he's like, cool. I've got her shoe. I don't have her name.
0: (laughs) And her pumpkin. (laughs) uh,
1: Yes. Because all those stairs, she runs off and she's running up the stairs to go out and then up another little little stairs or something or like a little step or something to run out and he runs after her and he trips and falls at one point and I was like oh look at that <laughs> and I'm like well <laughs> it was a live show so what are they going to do but now that I know it was addressed to her so I'm like well even so yeah he trips up the stairs at one point when he's chasing after her, I'm like well that's how she gets away
0: <laughs> I mean it makes sense it, either way even if it was on purpose or not I and I yeah. kind of like that we get If it's a blooper or whatever, I like that that's in there.
1: Yeah, I did too. I I thought it was cool. I was like, I hope this wasn't planned. I hope it was just naturally running up the stairs and him falling because I liked it.
0: Sometimes that helps things. Like something unexpected happens that they leave in a movie. I, I like when that happens.
1: Yes, agreed.
0: So then everybody gets home and they're all talking about the ball. And then you get the song... Or uh, apparently, two songs, When You're Driving Through the Moonlight and A Lovely Night, which I didn't realize was two separate songs. No, but I according didn't to Wikipedia, they are two separate songs <laughs> okay. where Cinderella is telling her family what she imagines the ball was like. And I liked that they all sang together because mm-hmm. the, I have to say, this is like the least evil step family in any version of Cinderella I've, <laughs> I've seen. Like, the stepmother yes. is not the nicest, but they're all, they're not like, awful people aside from the fact that she's kind of enslaved <laughs> but aside yes. from that this is like yes. the least evil version of this family and i like yes. that they all sang together
1: i did like that they sang this song together because in other versions it's just them reacting to cinderella what her imagination like leads her to think the ball even though we know she was there i mean mm-hmm. us as the audience know that she's really talking about her night but i do like because you know, they all kind of get carried away and they all get up with her and they're like, yes, it was this. And they're all swaying and they're all like into it. And yeah, I liked it. I thought that was a cute scene.
0: But then I also like that they kind of snap out of it at the end. Yes. The stepmother's like (laughs) chastising everybody. And Portia says, it was nothing like that. (laughs) Even though it was exactly like that. uh, Yeah. (laughs) And then you get the obligatory foot montage (laughs) And yeah. I love that the second grader from the beginning was there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and her foot went right in and she's like, yay. Hey. Yep. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, and I think that was her mom or somebody that was behind her that it was like grabbing her and like, don't get out of here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, even though it becomes weird later, I liked that the fairy godmother comes back and she's like trying to push things in this direction because she's like, She's she shows up at their home after the stepfamily's tried on the shoes, and she's like trying to get them to find Cinderella, but Cinderella is not there. Yes, and I I like that the fairy godmother is like actively trying to make this happen. Like she's like she's not just does one magic thing and then she's gone forever. I like that she comes right. back and she's like really trying to make this happen for Cinderella, because like I've said before, like especially with the Disney version, like everybody. It's one. It's one thing that like everybody wants to criticize Cinderella for, but like the fairy godmother, even though she doesn't come back, like this is her plan. Mm -hmm. Like this is the fairy godmother doing this for Cinderella, and uh, most versions, it's the fairy godmother, and you kind of get this in a few older Disney movies, like. I think it's sleeping beauty especially like it's kind of weird to think about but like the main protagonists more so in sleeping beauty than cinderella but it's like kind of an older lady like with sleeping beauty it's the three good fairies like they're kind Mm -hmm. of the main characters and they're the ones who are making everything happen Mm -hmm. and i liked that about the disney version but more so in this version because she keeps coming back and she's like actively making things happen, pushing people in this right. direction. I don't know. I I liked the fairy godmother a lot in this version.
1: Yes. I mean, because, you know, she's standing outside the house looking in the window. It's a very large window. One of those that you can honestly <laughs> just kind of lean over and you're in the house. And you're like, hey. <laughs> um, but it works because obviously, you know, that's, she's out there. And the people working for the prince, which I think it's interesting that there's some versions where, the prince is involved in the shoe hunt. Mm-hmm. And then there's some versions that he's like, I'm desperate to find this woman. I will scour every inch of our lands, except I won't actually physically go on the hunt. I'm going to send all my people to do it for me. And then all of his little dukes and stuff do it for him, which I always find fascinating. like, so you're super into finding her because you just don't want to do the work. I got it. Okay. <laughs> but So the dukes are there in place of him searching. And they're like, is there any other, you know, young people? And, you know the stepmother's like, no, of course not. This is just us. And then there's the there's the fairy godmother outside, but looking in the window like, uh, what about Cinderella? Mm-hmm.
0: They're
1: like, who? What? And they're like, yeah, what? And what? And so I like that. Yeah, she inserts herself and she's like, um, you you might want to look upstairs. And she's all trying to be tricksy. And then of course they don't find her. And then there's the stepmother like looking at her all smirking like, hmm, I guess there's no one upstairs, huh? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I wasn't which, quite sure why Cinderella left because Cinderella went back to the palace for some reason. Which is
1: weird. Is strange. I don't I didn't understand that either. She was just skulking around the grounds <laughs> dreaming of the prince, which again, I'd never seen that before and I was like, "Yeah. All right, listen.
0: <laughs> which seems illegal." <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like she Well, I mean, obviously the like the fairy godmother kind of rats are out to get them together. Yes. So it's obviously illegal if she's gonna be jailed for sneaking into the palace garden.
1: I but mean it, it just seems that weird. that whole <laughs> moment. Yes, because there's the fairy godmother showing up again and being like, Hey, she could be here to assassinate the prince. You should probably put her in jail. And I'm like, What? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that was kind of
0: my reaction too.
1: <laughs> it's like you can't <laughs> just say, Look, here's a maiden you haven't tested yet. No, this this woman is like hey listen she could be here plotting a murder
0: (laughs) so bizarre but then like oh for the lols try the shoe on her before she goes to prison
1: (laughs) for real she literally says that she's like you know wouldn't it be funny yes if this criminal actually is the person (laughs) ha 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 it's so bizarre i loved it
0: yeah i mean obviously she was she knew what she was doing because it worked but it was still weird
1: (laughs) it was very strange i'm like okay well they did it differently back then sure and that's what made me think i have to watch all these other ones now because i want to see what (laughs) other ones had a banana pants fairy godmother was like throw in jail that'll work
0: (laughs) but then you get another thing that i thought was really weird, but it's only weird because I've seen so many other versions. Once the prince shows up, he realizes he's found her. We cut to the step family now waiting on her. And the stepmother is just so excited to have a princess in the family. At at first I was like, okay, why do they get to still be family? But then I was thinking, well, I guess in this version, they weren't like beating her or whatever. (laughs) Like they weren't
1: awful, awful. So
0: I guess... Okay, they can be servants in the palace, whatever.
1: (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I didn't like it. I really was like, what is this? I know because I I like my Cinderella's vindictive. (laughs) I like them where they're like, oh, I won. And yes, (laughs) I want them to be turned into toads. Look, that's why I love Ever After. Man, she gets her revenge. She was like, I just want you to know that after this moment, I will never think about you again. But I'm convinced that you will think about me every day for the rest of your life. And she sends them off to be servants. And I'm like, that's the Cinderella I want. I like the vindictive ones that are like, I won. Go away. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I did not like this where they were all all of a sudden turning and being like, so you. it's they're basically like, her, like getting her ready to get married because she, the stepmother keeps calling up Cinderella, do you need anything? And she's like, I need something old. And you know, and then the next time I need something new. And of course borrowed in blue, we get the whole thing. And yeah. you know, it's in black and white. So we can't really tell, but whatever. <laughs> cause yeah. at one point the, one of the steps is like, look at this. It's very blue. And I'm like, is it okay? But you know, <laughs> I get it cause it's black and white. Um, You know, and that's all leading up because, you know, like you said, the stepmother's like, I cannot believe I'm going to have a daughter that's in the royal family or something like that. And I'm like, man, lady, you didn't even want to talk to her at the beginning when you said I want to talk to my daughters. And she sat down and you're like, not you, my real daughters. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't think you deserve any of this. Yeah, I was I'm still bitter.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think they deserve it, but I'm slightly more okay with this version than any other version of these characters that I've seen. Like, any other version definitely deserves some sort of horrible justice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they weren't, I mean, you're right, they weren't as terrible other than, you know, keeping her enslaved.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yes, then we end with the wedding and the fairy godmother closing with the line of her song, Impossible, And then the chorus is all singing the Do I Love You Because You're Beautiful song. Yes. Yeah this was a very quick version but I really liked it. I had some issues with weirdness but I overall I really liked this version. The Brandy one is still my favorite but I did really like a lot of this one.
1: Yes okay so if I were to put the so the three that you and I decided to watch for this series were the Brandy version the Julie Andrews and the Leslie and Warren. And if I had to rate them, I know we haven't talked about the Leslie and Warren one yet, but I'm gonna go ahead and spoiler alert. Brandy's <laughs> number one, Leslie and Warren is number two, and this one is number three.
0: Oh, for, okay. For me,
1: yes, I know. I, I've got the last
0: two switched around. The oh. Julie Andrews one is my second favorite.
1: See, there we go. Debating, I love it.
0: <laughs> well, I guess we'll talk about that next time. Yes. But until then, do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want more from you?
1: Of course, you can find me on mainly just Instagram now at which was better. It's a off-again, on-again podcast about books versus movie adaptations and various books that I read and planners and pictures of my dog. So if that's something you're into, check me out, follow me there. And that's pretty much it.
0: Okay, well, we will be back next week to talk about the Leslie Ann Warren version. Yay. So we'll see you then.
1: Yes. Okay. Bye.